Welcome to Conversations with Pussy. This is a podcast which holds liberating and empowering conversations about sexuality, pleasure, and healing. We're focused on supporting all vagina owners to feel free and excited about having a loving and soulful relationship with their pussy. Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in for this episode of Conversations with Pussy. In this one, I get to chat to new earth leader, Niasha from The Ascension Seed. We have a really huge conversation which focuses on the subject of building a new earth. We particularly look at how spiritual communities and leaders believe they are doing things for the highest and greatest good of all, but mostly it's weaving into old systems of oppression, which centers empowering white people only. Niasha brings such an elevated vision into what we can do as leaders to move beyond this old paradigm and bring true freedom to all. At the beginning of this podcast, we have a focus on speaking about Niasha's experience with birth, which I'm going to quote that she says, if you heard me birthing, you'd think that me and my partner were having sex. How cool is that? We talk about Niasha and Ruben, who is the other half of the Ascension Seed, choosing not to gender their child and their decision-making process on that. It's particularly important just to mention that Niasha and I recorded this conversation back in 2020, around the end of the year. And now as I record this message to you all, it is May 2021. So what I'm saying was, this was a little while ago. So since recording the original podcast, Niasha and Ruben had some big shifts in their consciousness around gender and sex. And this led to them deciding to refer to their child Shiloh with the pronouns she, her, to correspond with her biological sex instead of using gender neutral pronouns as they did initially. Niasha and I will record another podcast soon in order to chat about the evolution of this journey. Now, what I want to say is this podcast goes super deep and I believe that for anyone that has been called to listen to it, it's worth watching, or should I say, it's worth listening to from the very beginning to the very end. I absolutely would get a notebook and pen. I would get into a comfy situation so that you can really digest. What I will say about this podcast is that Niasha brings so much incredible information and what is behind the words of what she's saying is also a lot of channeled energy. So if you can possibly listen to this, receive this when you can really, really, really feel it, that's going to be the best serving for you. So let's get started. Niasha, it is amazing to have you on Conversations with Pussy Series 2. And I want to say to the folks who are listening, this is an in real life podcast (laughs) recording, which feels like a really big treat (laughs) after the year that we've had. So Niasha and I are based in Ibiza now, and I have been very kindly invited to her house. And um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for taking the time to speak to me today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. And hello to everyone listening. It's a blessing to share this moment with you. So I'm really, yeah, excited and grateful and looking forward to seeing what magic comes through. Mm, Me too. 
I've got a set of questions and those questions just seem to bubble open to lots of conversations. So I'm going to go first with what are your pronouns? So I use pronouns she, her or they. Um, but I personally, I don't feel a strong identification with my pronouns. So I'm open to not being gendered. I'm open to being gendered. You know, for me, it's, you know, fluid and that, that, that reflects my relationship to my gender identity. Mm, thank you. And just on the note of that, I really, I feel like, so last season of Conversations with Pussy, this wasn't a thing to ask. And in the last couple of years, it's become a lot of um, a presence for me just to really have that respectful conversation. And I hope you don't mind me just bringing it up just so people can hear about this. I love it how with your your baby, your child, Shiloh, you've continued giving Shiloh the option and saying they. So I'd love just to open that up just for a brief moment, just to speak about what was the process of you deciding to do that? Mm, thank you, yeah. So we aren't gendering Shiloh, and the decision really, it, it was very intuitive. I feel like Shiloh's soul has asked for that experience in their life. And, and really for me, and for Ruben as well, it, it's just a reflection of the way we understand identity as a personal and sovereign choice. Um, and as, as some of you might know who are listening, we all have masculine and feminine energies within us. Um, and sex and gender are different things. You know, sex is a biological um, assignment when we're born based on our genitals and our chromosomes. And gender is a fluid changing journey that we go on um, individually through our lives. And, it, you know, our gender identity can change as we change. And there's a lot of conditioning depending on, you know, what environment we've grown up in or what country we live in, what we've been taught about gender. So we know that, you know, gender isn't something that for us should be just assigned to a child um, because we feel that that's more likely to create potential gender dysphoria, a sense of um, needing to be confined into an expectation of how you are supposed to be and express your essence um, because of your sex and because of the gender that was assigned to you at birth. So we really, in general, our, our way of parenting is to allow Shiloh to be who they are um, and that's some, something that's changing all the time. So we just want to give them the spaciousness to self-identify to, you know, to just be in their fullness without putting categories or limitations around them based on our sense of who we think they should be or society's sense of who, who people expect them to be. And it's been such a beautiful process actually doing it and raising them that way so far. It's, it's really allowed us to meet their essence, you know. We don't think of them at all in gender terms. Like, when people misgender them, um, it's strange for us. It's like, who are they talking about? You know, we just know Shiloh. And it's just given us this opportunity to just really meet their energy uh, as they are. And it's, it's such a privilege to do that. And I feel we would have projected so much more onto them if we'd decided to gender them and for, for us it's like that's not our choice like we don't get to do that just because we're their parents maybe it might make us feel someone feel more comfortable to gender their child but it really comes down to for us like that child isn't yours that they're a gift that you you know from from spirit from god and your job is to guide and support them to be who they are not to you know create their identity based on what you would like them to be or to project yourself onto them and so I think it's quite unusual especially for people like Ruben and I we we do go by you know he and she um so it's quite unusual for for us to then not gender our child but I, I really feel that as we kind of evolve um collectively you know our consciousness as humanity especially around gender uh, it will be much more common for people to not gender their child 
because a lot of people find when we explain it that it makes sense, you know, it's logical. And we're not imposing anything onto Shiloh. People think, oh, you know, how will you, you know, deal with them if they decide they want to, you know, assert their gender later on? And we'd be like, great, whatever they decide, we'll support them. It's not about us, you know, it's about stepping back, you know, and holding a loving container for them to be and, and change and evolve um, without trying to control or dictate that. So, yeah. <laughs> mm. And I love particularly that piece about how actually collectively we are evolving and there is way more ability and openness to make those choices now to actually say, oh, okay, so maybe I don't want to bring up my child in the way where they are really strictly gendered and then they get forced down a certain route of being. And I do believe that we're having way more conversations and bringing this into a more open space. So I'm inspired by the way that you have done this and I'm just really as you were speaking I could just feel my body soften I was like this is going to be such a good beautiful conversation (laughs) so thank thank you Well, let's roll into um, the next question, which isn't normally the next question, but since we were just talking about gender and genitals, and this is Conversations with Pussy, what is the name that you call your genitals? So I I vary between Yoni and Pussy, um, but I feel like my relationship with my Pussy, my Yoni, is evolving as well, so, you know, I feel like I'm really getting to know her. And, and yeah, feeling her much more deeply, especially this year since I became a mother. Um, and, and again, it's fluid. I feel like all of my relationships to all parts of me, to my, to my body, to like everything that I'm in relationship with externally, like is, is, is always changing and evolving. And so I'm very much um, someone that doesn't resonate too much with labels too. I like fluidity. I like being many things, you know. I like being able to change at any moment and to be reborn every day. Um, so that's currently how I'm relating to my genitals, but who knows, you know, how that will change and evolve. And I feel like she's got an, an, a name which is also completely, like, individual and beyond, like, what the words that are expected and what we use. And, like, as I go deeper in my relationship with her, like, I feel like she'll speak that to me. <laughs> mm, yes, most definitely. And I love what you said about actually it is consistently evolving and changing that relationship that you have. You said she, so I'm going to use she and or her. And the process of having or giving birth to Shiloh, I can imagine that was just an initiation into so many different realms of of who you are. And I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit about that. Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, motherhood, giving birth, it's just been so deeply transformational. It's it's really helped me to remember, you know, why I'm here and why I'm in this body specifically with these this technology, you know, the womb is a technology, you know, like the yoni is a technology, it's a portal to the divine. So really going through the process of feeling and seeing the power of my sacral chakra, of my yoni, of my womb in such a tangible way as you you know only truly have on the physical level when you go through the experience of pregnancy and give birth it's brought me home to my power in a whole new way and it's definitely also facilitated a lot of healing around my feminine energy around my sexual energy i've really been on a much deeper journey this past year with reclaiming myself as you know a divine feminine sexual creature and as a powerful powerful creator Um, and as a channel for god because for me the experience of holding life of birthing life 
connected me so deeply to my creator, to source, to spirit, because it's it's feeling the divine energy of God coming through you. And I, for me, like I co-created this child with Reuben, but ultimately God created this child through me. So God is using me as a channel to birth divinity into form. And for me, that's what every process of creation is about. So giving birth, holding life, you know, that whole journey is really you know, shown me, you know, what I'm here to do as a channel. I'm here to birth, you know, God's vision, God's love, you know, God's miracles through my form. And, you know, you're continuously giving birth if you're someone that, you know, has a physical womb or if you have an energetic womb, we all have an energetic womb. We're all connected to creation and to source. So we're all channels. So we're all giving birth, you know. And so for me, like, I've worked with those energetics consciously and unconsciously my whole life, but birth was a real conscious initiation into what it means to channel and to receive life and to hold life and to nurture life and to allow life to come through you. Um, and then also an initiation into like the medicine journey that comes with creation and with letting yourself be used by God and all of the, the personal egoic layers and fears that come up in the process of creation. And this will be something that so many will relate to when it comes to creativity, even if they've never birthed a child. Like it's, it can feel so scary and vulnerable and we feel so naked in the process because we are being stripped by God. You know, God is asking us to, to, to be where we are, to create where we are, to be in the power of our capacity to hold and receive creation and deliver it into this life, into this world, this dimension. And it's so scary because then when we let something go into the world, we have to realise that it's not us, you know? We don't need to project our limited identity onto that to the point where we need validation, we need approval, we need people to like it, to see it as worthwhile. You know, truly, the, the, the process of receiving and expressing is all we're here to do, to allow God to flow through us. And we don't need to be entangled in that. It, it's, it's a reflection of us only because we are a reflection of the divine, you know? And I feel that that's such a, a key piece with allowing your creativity to flow because you can unlock the part of you that's limited by this sense of, oh, these are a reflection of me. And if this isn't good, then I'm not good. And, you know, it means that you can just really let yourself, you know, be a channel to the point where you might even find things coming through you that your ego doesn't like. But you know that it's meant to come through you because God wants it to come through you. And who are you to stop the flow of God? <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's just some of the codes and lessons that have come to me through motherhood. And there's so much more. Um, but I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of other things you want to talk about. For now, I feel that's what I want to share and what I'm meant to share. <laughs> mm, my goodness. I, I'm just... This whole conversation, my body's just doing this thing where I can feel my hairs are standing up on end. I get tears behind my eyes and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I feel really like emotion, emotional in the way that I'm like, wow, this feels like such truth to receive. And it's like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and particularly just to rewind into that, that piece you said around, um, we're consistently birthing. And whether we have a physical womb space or an energetic womb space, we are consistently, and I teach a bit about this, how we were using our sexual energy, our life force, on a day-to-day -day basis. And when we cultivate that, we can use that within the creation process, like literally birthing things into the world, whether that be a new life as in the human form or whether that be a creative project, whatever it might be. Mm. So thank you for articulating that in such a new way that almost just like 
opened my mind a little bit more to, to how that can be. So thank you. And I guess it flows a little bit into what we originally were speaking about, you know, giving birth to Shiloh. But perhaps it's slightly different. And if it's not, perfect. Um, but what is the biggest thing that you and your genitals have been through in this life? Mm, I mean, I would say giving birth to Shiloh. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, yeah, there could be nothing else as big as receiving, you know, a human. Like, there's so much consciousness, there's so much energy, there's so much possibility, there's so much, like, divine technology within, like, you know, each of us. And so, you know, it's a miracle, you know, like, receiving a life in your body, holding a life in your body, you're holding, you know, the biggest miracle. And, and it's beautiful because that miracle is a reflection of you and everyone else as well. And so, yeah, going through that whole journey and, and the surrender, the lessons of trusting my body, of trusting my yoni, of feeling her power and feeling her literally open as a portal and be like, oh, my God, <laughs> we're doing this. It was like, it was just, you know, incredible. Just, you know, there's, there's nothing else that compares to that. It was a, the biggest ceremony initiation of my life and it was very pleasurable I had an orgasmic birthing experience you know wow. we really created ceremony and it was just me and my partner for pretty much the whole time until the last 20 minutes when we called our midwife who was really respectful of everything that we wanted to do and amazing and she just helped guide the last moment of pushing um, but yeah it was all body led it was very much you know a very sexual experience between me and my partner and I was toning and it was very orgasmic you know if you heard heard me birthing you'd probably think I was like having amazing sex like euphoric <laughs> out of this world crazy sex which is really wild as well and all sorts of sounds coming we were using a lot of sound we were toning I was using every surge as a healing movement you know for my body for my yoni for like parts of me that needed to be resolved from my own experience of being birthed into the world so it was profoundly healing and just, you know, it just shows you, you know, your power and why you're really here and how it's so much greater than you. And one mantra that was mantra that was really uh, rolling through me in the birthing process was, you know, let God breathe you. And every surge is just like a breath in, in the infinite source of God. It's just like, wow, like this amount of power, it's just like a mere breath, you know, for God. And so it was so powerful that, um, yeah, amazing experience. I'm really grateful to talk about it now and, and remember and I think it's it's an anchor point for me and I want to now consciously you know go back to that any moment that I feel in disconnected from my power and I can forget you know the magic of the body I mean I'm, I'm constantly in a process of trying to cultivate more devotion for my body um, and yeah connecting to the fact that I birthed and did it you know I had no gas or air or anything it was just me and God and my partner and love and it was so powerful so Mm, thank you body I love you so much thank you womb and yoni I'm grateful to you mm, thank you for asking that question mm, thank you for just bringing that full on devotion for your body again I'm like sat here with tears in my eyes and I'm like <laughs> it's so wonderful to be in the space with someone who, ha who, who really d does hold that sense of devotion to their body and it feels like a really pure devotion in, in this way that you, you just took the time to really touch you know, your yoni in your womb and be like, ah, oh, thank you. And I feel like just to say to the listeners, it's a that's such a beautiful practice to actually remind yourself of the greatness of your body and all that it has carried you through in life and to actually sometimes put your hands on that part of your body in particular yes. and go, wow, thank you for actually allowing me to move through that piece. Mm -hmm. You carried me through that and we're still together like this. So 
thank you for, for holding me. Thank you for supporting me. So I appreciate you bringing that um, in, in literally embodying it just now. <laughs> um, let's talk about your work. Let's, um, let's move away. Well, not move away, really. We're not moving away from anything because you've been essentially speaking of your work through what you have been <laughs> just <laughs> talking about. But let's talk about what it is that you do. Mm, so I work at the moment primarily with my partner um we called the ascension seed and we we're very spirit-led we're here to serve love and to serve liberation and to support people in their own journeys of self-healing and expansion of consciousness and so really we share what has come through us in our own journeys we also channel we use a lot of different practices we work a lot with sound um we guide people into embodiment we do a lot of shadow work we create online courses for deep self-awareness and deep healing. Um, we also hold retreats. We do workshops. We're really open to whatever spirit wants. Again, we don't label ourselves. So we very much, you know, we don't ever find ourselves caught in a box of we've been this and now we need to reinvent ourselves because we're always being reinvented and spirit wants us to do this now and we're creating this and this has come through and it's amazing because it's such a freeing way to work. Um, so in general, we're very much about uh, helping humanity to come into true unity and to remember ourselves as multidimensional beings, remember our power, remember why we came here and to, you know, step into our own unique soul path of service because we feel that everyone is here to serve love and to serve greater connection with all of life, with God, with each other, with earth. And so all of our work is basically on that thread and the way that we offer, you know, spaces and containers is... is is very much you know tuned into what wants to come through so it can it can be different but ultimately you know they're always spaces for like deep connection to your heart and to your soul truth deep remembrance of your purpose of your power um opening of your pleasure centers you know remembering that you get to have fun it's here to be joyful expansion and healing as much as we do have to go into the shadows and you know it can be confronting and life is turbulent we also can allow so much joy in our bodies and our beings and that is also crucial to our purpose because when we fill ourselves up with joy and pleasure and we remember like how amazing it is to be alive and we let ourselves overflow with gratitude we have so much more to give we have so much more to offer when we let ourselves you know follow our curiosity and our excitement we let ourselves play we let ourselves you know like follow the magic you know and and be very spontaneous and be intuitive in the way we live you know we get ourselves into a space of alignment and we're in the vortex of creation and we're connected to our spirit and something so much bigger than us and we can really feel the majesty of you know what is happening here and now and weave with that and co-create with it and so all of our work is very much a co-creation with god for love for healing for freedom and yeah it's it's amazing it's it's nothing feels more aligned in my being when, than when we're serving together and we're able to bring the embodiment of the feminine and masculine codes in our own way and that's a very you know sacred union um, offering that we can give and I feel that, that makes our work very powerful because we can have this masculine container and then I'm often doing a lot of the channeling and Ruben helps to ground me, Ruben is my partner. 
Um, yeah, so I'm, I mean, since we started working together about two and a half years ago, uh, we've, yeah, we've been through so much. It's been such an amazing journey and I feel so deeply honoured to be living my purpose and to be serving God and that this gets to be my life. And I just want everyone to know that you can create a life that you love too and you can do whatever you want. And like, you know, you get to move through the blockages that are in the way of that and they are your work and they are also the medicine that you offer to others you know because when we get free in ourselves you know it's only it's so natural for us to want to support others to get free in the same way Mm. that's what freedom is it's infectious it's bigger than us you know so the more I deepen in my own journey of self-healing and of finding liberation within myself and remembering my essence and remembering my power the greater the fire within me that wants to share this energy with others so they can have the same thing within their life because I've been able to change my life so much in miraculous ways and so has Reuben and you know we just we just want to share that with others we want them to experience it in their own way and to remember their own power as alchemists as co-creators with the divine you know so we can all really you know remember who we are and, and like unlock our soul essence and be in our power and and if we're not in our power that's an amazing opportunity to like find the way to our power and find the way to love and it all comes back to love everything we do is about love not just love as a mental concept or as we've been taught or as we've been conditioned or what we've experienced but god's love unconditional love that is our anchor that is our guide Every day I pray to be aligned with that energy more and more. I pray to open myself as a channel for the purest love. And so, you know, in our work, people feel a lot of love, which is amazing. And we're able to channel that energy. And when we're not in that moment of service where we're completely embodied in that that energy, I'm always, you know, opening to the work of how I can, you know, hold more love for myself, hold more love for my partner, hold more love for my child, hold more love for my reflections. And any time I notice myself out of alignment with that vibration in my relationships to people, to, you know, earth, to my life, like it's it for me it's an invitation to remember why I'm really here, to ground deeper in love, to ask myself, what would love do? How does love want to flow here? You know, what's love teaching me about my, you know, disconnection from from that energy which is my truth which is my essence which is my reason for being Mm. so that's a nice sort of summary of the energy and really everyone listening I encourage you to just feel beyond the words of what I'm saying because our work is a frequency and it's not you know I could tell you all sorts of things that we do but none of that matters really it's not even about the mind and you don't need to understand it but you can feel it you can feel the love that I'm channeling to you right now as I transmit the essence of our work to you and I'm so grateful to be able to share that energy with you all and with you, Grace. <laughs> oh, and I can feel it. It's, <laughs> I feel currently like I am wrapped up in a bubble of love. So when you just said, actually, feel past the words, that was the exact thing that was happening for me. I was listening intently, but also what was coming through even more than that was the love that was being transmitted or is being transmitted. And so actually for everyone listening, there's there's this quality that I've been noticing as I've been interviewing different folks on the podcast is that when I interview someone, um, I forgot how inspired and how much you can receive through just asking questions and listening and really allowing yourself to 
to soak up what that person is saying, but also the vibration they're carrying. And um, since opening up for this podcast, it's been like I come off of the podcast and I'm buzzing and I'm suddenly like, wow, now I understand. Something's just dropped in in my understanding that needs to open up in the way that I do things and it, it allows things to land in me. And yes, it's about the words, but more it's the feeling mm-hmm. that you receive from hearing what's being said and the vibration that's being carried. Mm-hmm. I would really love to come back to a piece which you, you mentioned, which was um, that we can all create the life that we want to lead. And um, it, it comes to the subject of something that we said we may talk about today, which was the t- decolonial abundance. And I saw a post of yours the other day, which was deconstructing the abundance piece. And I felt really excited by that because there is something in me when I, as a cis white woman, go, you can have whatever you dream of, but then also don't take into account the fact that I'm super privileged in in the fact that I'm cis and white and Mm. many other pieces. So Mm. I'd love to ask you the, just to open up about Mm. that, please. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, I mean, obviously we all have, you know, infinite power because we're all expressions of the one source of the infinite um, but in this dimension, there are, you know, very real blockages and, um, you know, manifestations of separation um, that create, you know, illusionary hierarchies, which very much determine a lot of our experience. You know, they're not the only thing, but these these thought forms, these entities, these structures, they run deep, you know, everything we see external is also reflected internally, so this is true of, like, the infinite love of God and the infinite power of creation, and it's also true of all of the blocks of separation and division in this dimension, right, so we've internalised all of that, we've internalised the racism, we've internalised the homophobia, we've internalised the transphobia, you know, we've internalised the sexism, the patriarchy, it's all within us, you know, It's, it's very easy to be like, it's out there and it's bad and wrong and I'm not like that, but that's the illusion of the ego that wants to be good and also the ego which is disconnected from the whole. So a big part of our work, and especially this year, we've dived into racial healing and supporting others to really come into alignment with their desire to live in unity through excavating white supremacy, which is an illusion, but a very real kind of illusion that's gained momentum. Um, therefore, you know, it's very you know, much dictating our lived experience on Earth. Um, so... For abundance, I think it's crucial to, again, look at the way that our blocks to creating our, you know, abundance, creating infinitely from our quantum power um, are reflected in the world around us, you know, so there are different blocks for each of us. And those of you that are in white bodies that are carrying certain privilege because of that, it's going to be easier for you to get past those blocks you know you might still carry a lot of scarcity um, you might feel like you're in lack and those things are very real in your experience but you also see that the majority the overwhelming majority of wealth is held by white people mostly white men but white people and white women that many people who run you know the governments and also hold power in the world are white people that people you know that the faces that you see in you know a lot of media the majority of media and um you know representations of people who hold power and privilege and wealth are white Mm -hmm. that that tells your unconscious 
that that is available to you, even if you feel disconnected from it. And so, you know, we don't, as people of colour, we have different blocks. And it's not just about what we see in the world now. It's also about what we're carrying in our ancestral line. So we might be, you know, carrying timelines in our DNA from our ancestors who've experienced poverty, who've experienced famine, who've been enslaved, who have, you know, been in, yeah, cycles of poverty and scarcity to the point where they don't believe that they can actually create a different reality. And so when we do work on abundance, if it wants to be creating true abundance, which is, you know, limitless creation in all areas for all people, abundance doesn't, isn't just, it's not isolated to those who have access to the consciousness. It's not about, you know, creating more wealth and privilege and power for those who already have it. True abundance is, its desire is to spread through everyone. Its desire is for all of us to wake up to our power. And so if you're a teacher around, who's teaching on abundance and you're not taking into account the true and very real blocks in this dimension for that frequency to actually become, you know, decolonial, to be representing true freedom for all people, then it isn't actually creating freedom, it's creating a pocket of freedom within, you know, a structure of, you know, limitation, a structure of division, a structure of oppression. And so true anti-oppressive, and I don't like to say anti, but it it makes sense to people, but if we want to create uh, abundance which is, you know, encoded with true freedom, we have to look at what is blocking, you know, all people from creating freedom. And when it comes to abundance work and abundance teachings, you know, the majority of people teaching in this space are white-bodied people, and they are the majority of what their, their followers and people they teach to are white people and there is complete lack of awareness of, of you know the illusion of white supremacy of the illusion of racial hierarchy of internalized racism of the different barriers to accessing wealth and um, and money that we have depending on our skin color our lived experience in our body our ancestral timelines and embodiment is key you know for us and, and, and working with our different blocks within the body but that also needs that needs to be grounded in a wider framework of you know what is our mission as you know humans what do we want to create in terms of money and and economics and economic structure that is supportive of the whole that lets everyone rise into it that lets everyone remember their power and create and if you're someone that is has unlocked abundance within your own journey and you're white you know, you have a responsibility to be seeking out people of colour to spread that energy to because they're the people that need it most. The global south, you know, they're experiencing, you know, the majority of poverty. They are the people that, you know, often are, you know, really, you know, struggling because of money and because they've the force of money, the power of money has been kept in the hands of those who want to hoard power and privilege, right? So having a lot of money isn't the same as having abundance. You can be super rich and have loads of money and you're not abundant if you're hoarding, if you're using that that money to, you know, hold power over others, to enslave others, to exploit others. If you're not sharing that wealth, if you're not using it to spread love and freedom in the world with all people, you know, so true abundance you know, looks to everyone. It, it, it's, it's not enough for you to become a millionaire yourself and just teach other people like you to become a millionaire. You need to go further. The mission is wider. And so that's a big part of our journey, I feel. And this year, we really decided to take full radical responsibility for everything within our power as it relates to our relationship to money. And we completely changed the script and we've completely shifted our abundance consciousness. Of course, there's still more to go, but we know that we are meant to do that so we can help, you know, also burst the bubble of the kind of white abundance industry and bring people of colour into the work, pass them the keys so they can unlock their own capacity to create abundance in all dimensions and realise that it's their birthright and it's possible for them too. So 
yes, I am on a journey of, you know, creating exponential wealth so I can spread it, so I can spread healing and love and amplify my frequency and bring, you know, all humans into this vibration and to support my, you know, white-bodied siblings in also realising that there are other pieces, if they want to be really standing for love and freedom and abundance for all, that they need to step into their own sacred responsibility and the privilege of being white. If you're white, if you're in a white body, you have a privilege to expand your consciousness around the reality of this dimension to the point where you can actually be someone that stands for true, radical, you know, system-wide change and freedom for all people by using your voice, by using your power, by using your privilege, by distributing your resources, by sharing your consciousness, by waking other white body people up. Because when you're white and you're talking about these, you know, decolonial practice, you're talking about, you know, racial healing, you're talking about the reality of the experience of people of colour in this world, other white people listen to you in a different way. Because they're like, oh, well, they're like me and they seem to think this is really important and they seem to have huge opening and liberation through this. So maybe there's a piece here for me. Maybe I haven't allowed my consciousness to expand here. Maybe I'm asleep somehow. And so we, each person that wakes up, whatever your skin colour, you know, if you wake up to the reality of being within your body, which has a certain skin colour, carrying certain codes, and therefore, you know, that's all part of your own unique offering to our process of collective liberation, which is racial healing, which is the manifestation of abundance for all. And there's so many other layers of our, our breakthrough into true freedom, um, where, you know, we're creating a world where people can be who they are fully, you know, beyond gendered labels, you know, where we're not divided on, you know, the, the colour of our skin, where we all have access to our power as creators and we can all live from our gifts and, and you know, we can actually manifest our own soul offering to the earth. That's the world we're creating. And so if you're not standing for the freedom for all, then you're not standing for freedom. You're in the illusion. You're actually still perpetuating the same structures that you're trying to break out of. And that can be, you know, hard for people to accept when they've built a business around something or they've gone their whole life thinking that they're one of the good ones and thinking their ego thinks, I've been setting people free and stuff, you know. And so you need so much compassion. I forgive all of you. I forgive myself for the ways I've perpetuated oppressive structures and caused harm. There's no judgment on any of us, but this is the work, you know. When you learn more, you've received this right now. If you're hearing this... You have a responsibility to do something with what you're receiving, with this consciousness, to go deeper, to do the work to dismantle white supremacy within you, to do the work to, you know, realise how you can support people of colour in stepping into their power and their full-bodied expression and manifesting their soul gifts because we don't actually get free unless we all get free. Every single person on earth needs to rise in their power, in their love, in their gifts. And it's a long process, but it's happening. And each of us can affect so much change by playing our part fully. And our part is about personal liberation. It's about personal freedom. It's about, you know, sovereign soul reclamation. And then it goes bigger. And it's about how can I lift others up and not just those who I can see immediately, not just those who are like me, not just those who I can access easier. But what about those that are beyond my reach, those that I wouldn't think of, those that, you know, whose lives are really different from mine, so I'm not even aware of their experience. I need to push my love, my codes, my consciousness, my reach. I need to push it to everywhere I can, I can get it to, and especially those places that are on the margins of my experience. In fact, that's most where I need to go, you know? And that's where we, that's how we create this radical reframing of, you know, the Earth's grid. And we really start to encode everywhere and everyone with our frequency as best as we can. 
from a place of fullness, not from a place of, oh, I have to do this so I become good or I'm, I want to be one of the good ones, from a place of this is my sovereign soul purpose and I am here to claim that mission and I'm here to serve it from a place of fullness and pleasure and overflow and deep, deep, you know, inspiration, fire in my belly, fire in my whole body, knowing of this is why I'm here. And so much magic comes from that. It's just magic beyond words and healing beyond words and and yet a frequency which brings everyone together in the mission. Mm, thank you so much. And as I as you were speaking, I was reflecting on this this word or this phrase. Um, I'm maybe not going to say it completely correctly, but when when lots of people are saying we're birthing a new world into being, and I personally have lived in certain places where they're talking about birthing a new world into being, but I'm seeing a very um, not new world <laughs> by the people that are birthing that new world into mm. being. So perhaps there are a lot of white, cis, heteronormative folks saying, we're birthing the new world. And for me, I'd sit there and be like, all right, okay. And what I hear that you're saying is actually to begin to see beyond what we have consistently seen as our normal reality and to start to go well actually if I really want to birth a new world into being really what does that look like outside of the gaze of what I think is normal how do I open up my eyes Mm -hmm. and do deep healing work to be able to actually birth a new world into being that's going to support everyone rather than just you and how you've been brought up and who you are mm-hmm. yes absolutely yeah the, the the new world that we're creating it looks nothing like what we're in you know it's diverse there are people of color who are in positions of leadership who are supporting you know a lot of white-bodied people to wake up from their own illusions and to see the bigger picture and there's those people of color are standing for unity so they're not anchoring in any division or separation because that's also part of the journey a lot of people of color feel very wronged and forgotten and harmed by you know white-bodied people so there can be a lot you know healing that needs to happen which can manifest in resentment and separation and I have complete compassion for that and you know we all have to go through every stage of our own journey of healing but ultimately we come to a place of unity and part of that journey is is very much people who are in positions of power and privilege at this stage like stepping back you know holding you know their grounded power by giving you know elevation of of you know visibility of you know um you know power and support to people of color so we can really you know rise and and be in our power and lead the way for others too so it's there's this huge rebalancing that needs to happen and we really you know we want to create spaces that are you know gender non-conforming you know where people can be you know in all expressions of themselves you know like we're really moving beyond identity and separation and groups and you know privilege based on class and all of these hierarchies that that keep us in us and them and keep us you know in our bubbles where we just have friends who look like us and who think like us and you know we we do our work in, and and it kind of it, our work evolves but it doesn't push past certain limits you know and th- those are like invisible boxes around our expression around our you know process of healing and liberation and to break through them it creates big identity deaths you know so it can be really hard because it's like oh 
I actually now know that who I was isn't my full truth. And actually I was working within, you know, certain confines of, of the conditioned world I'm trying to, you know, break free from. And so then it's like, well, who do I become? And we just have to trust that who we're becoming is always more aligned. But when we learn something and we know it to be our soul truth and we feel it in our heart, we all we can do is live in integrity with that. And how can I make my own life the way I'm showing up in the world be in deeper integrity with what I now know to be true, even if it's scary, even if I lose followers, even if it loses me money at first, all of those things don't matter because everything you lose in that process of deepening in your integrity to truth and to like true freedom and love, you know, you gain so much more eventually because it's what God wants. It's it's our reason for being. It's freedom for all. It's such, the, the frequency of what we're creating is so much bigger than, any of our you know processes that arise in you know as we journey towards it so we have to ground in the vision we have to ground we have to believe the vision even if it's not manifesting yet even if it feels isolating for a time because maybe we realize that we don't resonate with a lot of the people we've been around and the teachers even that we followed and we realize actually there's something missing here and when there's something missing and you can see that you don't have to be perfect in your, but you need to show up to create something new. Mm. To be like, I'm gonna imperfectly show up to to try and do something that's not done, you know, because that's what I can do, and I'm not gonna be the best at it. I'm not trying to be. I'm trying to do it because it's for le- for love and freedom, um, and because it's in service to all. And we need to mean that. So many people say for the highest good of all, but they are perpetuating loads of like division unconsciously and loads of separation. And they're in their kind of white bubble of spirituality and they're only elevating white voices and they're, they're paying other white people and they're you know, making their work really inaccessible to people of colour and they're not doing the work to unpack the injustice and the oppression in this dimension that is very much inside of them. Mm-hmm. It's in us all. It's in us all. It's in me as a person of colour. It's in you as a white body person. It manifests differently. And that's our inner work on our personal journey to be like, how is this oppression, this separation? How is this illusion that's keeping me um, separate from others and keeping these structures outside of us, um, you know, giving them life and feeding them? How is that inside me? What does that architecture look like inside me? And how can I use my consciousness and, you know, the power of my love to break down that architecture and let God come through instead to rebuild the temple, you know? Mm. It's like we're all carrying all of these this corrupted coding about what life means, about what freedom is, about what love is, about what unity is. Mm. And so when we want to see what is truth, we have to be like, I let go of everything I think I know. I want to see the truth. And it might not all appear at once, but it will appear. You'll get fragments of it. It will come through clearer and clearer. The clearer you get, the deeper you devote to your mission, to yourself, to God, to service. It all becomes clear and it's always in divine timing. So we just, I just encourage you, everything you've received from what we've been sharing so far, to really go and be with it in your body and ask your God to show you how to work with this, how to let it land in your life in a way that manifests through the way you show up to yourself, to God, to service. You know, the amount that you claim yourself as a channel who can be embodying freedom for all and, you know, knowing that true freedom is multidimensional, it's intersectional. It's very much grounded in this reality and it sees the oppression and the separation, the division that exists. It sees the injustice, it sees the pain. It doesn't want to look away. It sees all of those things as an invitation to root deeper in service and love and root deeper in our commitment to creating freedom because we can do that. We, we, we can't necessarily change everything all at once, but we can change so much 
in the here and now, by the way that we show up, by our belief in ourselves, by listening, by learning, by becoming empty and by letting go of who we were and what we think and what we think we know and being like, there's so much more that we don't know. I mean, me as well. I don't know. There's so much I don't know. And I'm so open to learning and I want God to strip me and show me the truth every day. And it doesn't always come through clear, but it's always coming through. That process is continuous. That is why we're here. That is the process of expansion into life, into love of remembering our soul power and that that is not something that we can stop that's happening whether you surrender to it or not that determines how kind of much ease you feel in that process you know when you resist because you're trying to hold on to who you've been or what you think you know and you want to be right and you want to you know believe that that you've done everything the perfect way and that you're one of the good ones it's actually going to feel painful on a deeper level you might not be aware of it but it really hurts to kind of hold on to that it's like a, a tight jacket it's a contraction and you're like grasping to the contraction because you think that that limitation that you've been in is life but it's not life life is out there and it's so much more spacious and it's freeing and you can be wrong and you can make mistakes and you can let go of who you were <laughs> and you can learn from others and you can let others take up space and you can amplify their voices and it feels so good on a soul level because you're grounding in the part of you that's bigger than who who you are and who you think you who you think you are and how you think you should be and your need to be approved of and you're realizing that you just you have God's approval as you are right now and God just wants you to serve love and freedom for all and that's it and that's the simplicity of it and the beauty of it and the deeper we ground into that everything becomes clear <laughs> my goodness wow it's like um, when you speak, I'm going on a whole journey and I'm just, I can imagine that folks who are listening right now, I'm just sat here being like, I need to be more in more of your spaces and to be listening to you more because every single thing you're saying, I'm like, oh, okay, and it's landing so deeply within me. So I'm, I'm just so grateful to have you here and speaking these words on this podcast because it's like, this is priceless. I'm so grateful. Okay, so last question, which almost seems like it's taking a jump from what we've just been talking about, but also important. If you could tell your younger self something about sex that you know now that you didn't know then, what would it be? Hmm. I would tell her that sex is sacred, that it is you know, a divine act of god coming into your body it's an opportunity to heal um and that you can take it slow you know you don't need to be who you think you don't need to be perfect you don't need to perform for someone else's pleasure you know you can you can really like tune into your body and decide what feels good for you you don't need to definitely endure pain you definitely don't ever need to endure pain i mean that's a big one because i used to get a lot of pain sometimes during sex and i would just sort of you know, grin and bear it. Gosh, oh my, bless her, bless my younger self for, for, for letting herself endure that. So no, it's about pleasure. It's about pleasure, it needs to feel good and you can ask for what you want, you know, even if it feels scary and a bit uncertain, you know, like lean into the discomfort of like, you know, speaking your desires, of, you know, speaking your feelings, of, you know, communicating when things do and don't feel good. And, you know, just doing that alone, you know, like we'll bring so many more dimensions to sex for you and it will let you you know unlock more of the power of you know this sacred you know experience of connecting and communing with someone else and coming into union and really connecting with yourself as well and the other thing I'd say is self-pleasure I used to have big blocks around self-pleasure for years and I would only really experience you know 
sexual energy in an intimate way, like around sort of self pleasure with with a partner, and I I didn't really know how to to relate to my own self pleasure for so long, you know. But I've always been in relationships, so that that was very easy for me to kind of do naturally, just to be like, oh, why would I just do it with my partner, you know? But I I would have been super valuable for my young self to her whole life had a relationship with self pleasure and. Um, as she would have been even more in her power and you know just connected to herself and it would have been amazing I mean I don't ever regret or wish to change anything and my journey is perfect as it was but you know I would say that to someone else now I'd say rather than to, to myself I suppose to yeah to embrace self-pleasure to like you know really like go deep into you know your own yoni and the power that's there just with yourself and see what happens and do it with intention Set an intention to release emotion, set an intention to discover new things, set an intention to, you know, clear blockages, to access healing. And the thing is, like, my younger self wasn't in the space to do these things, so maybe I'll share it more with, with uh, you know, like, my child when, when Shiloh grows up, you know, I, I, I definitely want to having, have very open conversations about, you know, what I've learned about sex and also encourage Shiloh to learn whatever they want and to take or leave everything I share, whatever feels good to them. Um, but yeah, I would say to someone who's younger, and I feel like the, the next generation will be more evolved and more conscious because I feel that's the natural progression of consciousness. Each generation is expanding on the last. So I feel like the next generation will have a much more conscious relationship with sex and will be more aware of how sacred and powerful it is and won't allow themselves to be manipulated you know, by things like porn or by you know, mainstream conditioning and get pulled into um, you know, unhealthy dynamics of... you know. Uh, prioritizing someone else over yourself or giving away your power or allowing yourself to be abused I mean I'm these are still ongoing patterns in the collective but I just feel like there's a lot of shift happening on the planet around sex and I mean in all areas our consciousness is expanding so I think the next generation will definitely be reflecting that and, and I look forward to raising children in that time and supporting them to have a very empowering relationship to sex one that feels amazing and I want it to be so normal like you know with Shiloh like talk about sex like any time like just like anything else in fact you know give it extra space because it's such an important and big part of life you know um so yeah I feel like that's a lot already for my younger self <laughs> so that's probably what I would share and just tell her to enjoy and you know have fun um and not from a place of like oh bypassing other things because of, of enjoyment and fun like true fun true pleasure like how does it actually feel for you you know and let that be your guide and that will kind of get you to where you need to go like every time with any partner and you know with yeah yourself and and yeah with your journey with it it's a beautiful journey it's a relationship it's sacred and we get to cultivate it and that's such a gift so (sighs) receive receive the gifts of your own sexual pleasure of your own sexual energy play with it create with it let it let it teach you, let it guide you, and just see where you go. <laughs> mm, yes, and there's something that I've been feeling that a lot of folks have been saying to that question, which is, this is what I would say. I'm not sure my younger self would have listened to that, and also, it was perfect as it was, mm-hmm. and it's got me to where I am now. And so that transmission that you just gave is such a, it's almost like I can fully imagine now with your child being able to actually hold that vibration and which will probably be even more evolved when you really start to have those conversations and what an amazing blessing that's going to be for Shiloh Mm. and also looking at it in that space of yes we are all collectively shifting and changing our perspective on what sex is 
and someone said to me yesterday and it was such a it was really it really pulled me back and I really love um having conversations with people I wouldn't normally have conversations with because it challenges me yeah. and it gets me to think outside of like what I would normally respond and um they said to me do we need to do sexual healing and I was like what <laughs> wow. what and I think their perspective was that we've got so much better with sex. But I was like, but that doesn't stop what's happened to us up until this point living in, in the ways that we have. And so we've got so much wonderful, exciting, joyful, pleasurable healing to do with sex so that we can really start to pave a new way, which is really aligned with what sex actually is, into the future generations. So yes, we must do sexual healing because I think... Me as a 32-year-old, I grew up with all sorts of stuff going on. And like you said, it's still happening, but there's a lot more folks talking about sexuality in, in a different way, which is exciting. It's becoming more well-known now. So, yes, we're changing, but also, yes, let's still do the sexual healing work, mm. perhaps through pleasure and joy, um, because we can receive healing through that too. You know, mm. It doesn't always have to be a cathartic, screaming, big process to get through a sexual healing experience it can be really playful right yeah and it can be really simple as well like just sitting and breathing with your yoni and like you know speaking to her and like you know like the other day I had a really great experience where um, I was self-pleasuring and I was I was being my own partner like I was talking to my yoni how I want my partner to and I was like touching her like really like as if there was someone else there and I was telling them exactly what to do and it was so amazing and it, I, it, I felt this amazing divine union healing happen within me um, just through allowing that space I and mean, that's just with you and yourself and you can be so intuitive with it you know there's not often when we like embark on a new phase of our healing and journey we can look outwards and be like well who's the experts or who are the teachers and I need to learn from them and that's great and everyone has codes and healing to share but there's so much just being with you and trusting your intuition trusting your body to be like how do I need to heal what can I do how can I explore and that's what you know that's the way that I live my life and that's why I feel a lot often the containers that we create and the work we do is very innovative because I I'm just you know creating whatever spirit wants with the guidance of my body with my intuition you know like I'm not trying to do what's done I'm not being you know conforming to a sense of this is the way you know we create the way the body knows the way the heart knows the way spirit knows the way you know the way we all know it you know at the deepest part of ourselves so the more we ground into that we find like the answers for everything for our healing journey so much of it is within and other people they're just mirrors and reflections to help us to recover and to find that treasure within us mm -hmm. yes 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 oh thank you so much i feel like i've said a thousand thank yous but i'm, I'm really just like whoa this has been incredible been amazing where can folks find you? Say all of the bits, and I'll also add it to the show notes, but if you want to speak about, um, yeah, where folks can find you, the types of courses that might be available, I think we'll probably drop this around January, end of December time, so whatever you want to bring mm. forth into this. Amazing. So you can follow us, um, me and my partner, we're called The Ascension Seed, that's at The Ascension Seed, um, and yeah, in terms of courses we have a de decolonial abundance course coming up which feels completely revolutionary it's i mean when i tune into the energy of it i'm just wow i'm so excited i'm so ready for it really merging all of the consciousness around you know racial justice and unity consciousness with abundance work and calling people to you know own their power own their privilege work with where they're at to you know 
create abundance within their own life and then look at how they can share that with others or distribute that. And so it's all about, you know, redistribution of power and wealth and consciousness in a way that is, you know, sustainable and, re you know, regenerative for all souls involved and all of humanity. So that feels really next level, really excited for that. That's coming through. We'll probably also offer our racial healing course that we did a few times in 2020. It's called Reveal to Heal, Racism Reveal to Heal. We'll be offering that again at least once. So have a look out for that. It's a really amazing way to dive deep into racial healing, into your own unique power within your you know, body and your skin to support racial justice. Um, it's very multidimensional there. There's a lot of learning and resources, but there's also a lot of embodiment and healing, and it's a unity healing container, so all people are invited to join us in this space, and we have a, an amazing week at the end where all people from all backgrounds and skin colours come together, and there's this amazing co-creation and exchange of healing and just so profound. I mean, all of our containers are very multidimensional and powerful. And I'm always in awe of the magic that comes through because we allow it because it's not limited by me or Ruben or our ideas. It's very much, you know, we're receiving a frequency, we're transmitting it and everyone co-creates. So we create something so magical and powerful. So yeah, Reveal to Heal will be happening. Our other course, Vision Alchemy, which is again around manifesting our vision, our soul's purpose and stepping into our power and really leaping into, you know, what we're here to do. That's going to be happening again over the 11.11 portal and maybe also over the 8.8 portal. So the 8.8 portal is in August, 11.11 portal is in November. And yeah, so that's all I know of right now. I, there's a few other things spinning in the vortex, but you can follow us and you'll get more information about that. If it's aligned for you to join us, we would lovingly welcome you and receive you into our spaces. It would be a deep honor to support you on your journeys. And yeah, I just feel so grateful for this conversation. It's been absolutely amazing. So grateful to Spirit for delivering these codes and for everything that's been exchanged and revealed. And so grateful to every single one of you listening. We feel you with us now, sending you so much love and would be honoured to connect with you again if it's aligned. And please just reach out. Feel free to message me, message me and Ruben and, and let us know how you experience this and what you received. And yeah, just stay in touch, stay in touch. I'll also be offering some more solo work this year, um, in 2020, 2021, which will be more around you know, femme reclamation, femme power, doing work with the voice and, you know, with our yonis and sharing more of the codes that have come through to me on this, um, which will also be grounded in the need to come into union as well, you know, and, you know, healing of our own inner masculine and feminine and how can we create a more unified world where, you know, you know, femmes are rising and masculine, you know, identified and embodied people are rising and all of us are rising together because the future is unified in all areas, right? Beyond gender, beyond sex, beyond, you know, race, beyond all of these categories and limitations. So yeah, I'm very open to whatever spirit asks me to do beyond what I know of. And yeah, we'll see the flow all in divine timing and just so much gratitude. Oh, I can't wait for all of these things <laughs> to land. It sounds so great. Mm. Oh, well, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you everyone for watching or listening, should I say, today. I feel like I've been watching, actually, because I've been <laughs> literally had you in front of me and I'm like, wow. So um, thank you for listening and um, we will speak soon well I hope that you enjoyed this episode of conversations with pussy 
as always, if you did, please do leave a rating and a review. And even better than that, go off and share on social media, making sure to tag both me and the Ascension Seed. Whenever you share and whenever you talk to your friends, your family, people on the street, random strangers about the content of these podcasts, it supports conversations with Pussy and the messages that it brings to reach a far bigger audience, which is really what we need to do in order to build a new earth with new consciousness around all of the subjects we touched on within this podcast and also for the whole of Conversations with Pussy, which is essentially loving up our pussy. I hope that you have a gorgeous day whatever you are doing for the rest of it if you're about to get tucked up into the bed oh have a good night's sleep I will catch you next week